0: Hello, on Tuesday the 18th, I had a really nice day yesterday. 3-2 on NBA. And then everything else was a winner. 2-0 on college hoops. 3-0 in hockey. Plus 2 of those were nice underdog pricing. And 3-0 on NFL. So we'll see if we can follow up something good today for that. Uh, let's start with uh, uh, let's start with NBA because there is no play in NBA. I have a lean towards Minnesota and New York to go over 213.5. I decide there's really no way better to play that than live or not at all. So if there's an opportunity that should come up where there's a number better than 215 or 213.5, say I'm going to probably look for 203.5, and depending upon the timing of the game and other flow of the game, then that might be a live play. That's it for that one, and I'll do college basketball last because there's quite a few plays in that. So I'll do hockey, which seems to continue to be strong here. So there are three bets. Montreal is visiting Dallas. Dallas is superstar action at home, and Montreal is um, rookie action everywhere they go. So the Dallas Stars are big favorites, and that I don't like to play that kind of juice. So I'm going to take Dallas Stars on the puck line, so minus 1.5 at minus 120. And then there's a slightly better play. I'm going to play these both as one unit. Slightly better, but because it's going to be minus 140. And again, I don't typically like to lay this much juice on the same game parlay, but this almost seems too good to me. So taking Dallas to simply win... Full game overtime included and over four and a half is at minus 140. I'm going to take that because there is a possibility this game is 3 2. Dallas has used to be known as a very defensive orientee, they're putting points on the board this year. Uh, Montreal is struggling very, very much so. Now, I do look at this as a four to two game, that's what I see it as, but it could go three to two. In which case, if it goes to overtime, three, you know, 2-2 two to two into overtime and Dallas wins it, then we get that same game parlay and we would lose the puck line at that point. So those are the two, two plays for that one. And then the last one is Tampa Bay visiting the L.A. Kings. Now, Tampa Bay is one of the better teams in hockey. The Kings, however, other than their last game, were pretty impressive. They had four wins in a row against quality opponents, uh, beating Pittsburgh, for example. Uh, they got... They got torn apart by San Jose last night, 62. 2 uh, Timo Myers scored five goals for San Jose. And I think he did that in six shots. As a matter of fact, I think when there was four shots on the board by San Jose, there's uh, f- four goals on the board by San Jose. There's only five shots. So they're very efficient in those shots. Those are things that that you know lean. To me to take the Kings, but Tampa Bay is too good for this, even though they're on the road. So I looked at Tampa Bay in the regulation line, which would have been minus 120. Ultimately, I said that wasn't the right play, even though they might win by two or more for a puck line play at plus money. The most value to me, again, is the same game parlay. And I realize some people don't have the ability to do this. DraftKings is where you should go if you're looking for the same game parlays in hockey, but. Um, Tampa Bay to win overtime included in under seven and a half is the best value in this. I don't see it getting to eight. I I really, I really don't. Um, certainly yesterday it did with San Jose six to two. Uh, but the Tampa Bay goalie Vasilevsky is superior. Uh, now King scored only two, maybe they score one, maybe they score none. Certainly, um. Tampa Bay has the ability to put more points on the board than San Jose. But guess what? There's not going to be anybody scoring five goals. That hasn't happened for quite some time, I don't believe. Um, so Tampa Bay money line parlayed with under 7.5 at minus 115 is the best value there. So those are the three plays in hockey. feel very comfortable with those now. And those are all one unit. Now we're going to go over to College Hoops. There's eight plays, six of them on the over-under and two of them on the side. I'm going to go half unit on all of these. Now, again, uh, hoops are showing signs of life. You know, NBA was 3-2, and two, college was 2-0, oh, but actually in college I'm seeing all green here on the spreadsheet, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven in a row, winners. And there were two live I think I, yeah, I mentioned that in the previous podcast that to look at them live or pregame with more information. That was actually eight and zero, six, so nine and zero, seven and zero on the podcast plays and nine zero actual plays. But um, so it's been hot. That being said, these are only going to be half unit each because this is I don't recall ever I don't recall playing eight college basketball games yet this year. Now that might happen as we get more into things and there's more history to look at. It just so happened this way. There's a lot of games to pick from. It wasn't a situation where, hey, there's no football. Let's spend more time. Let's have more action. No, it just, this is what, and I'll lay it out one by one why I'm playing them. So let's get to it. So South Carolina and Arkansas, I like under 151 and a half. That one's that one been bouncing around. It was started at 146, came up to 152. Now it's coming back down. And I think we're on the right side. That 152 was too much. I actually have it, 77.68 Arkansas, which is 145. So that's enough cushion for me to take the under. let me move to Missouri and Ole Miss. This one's the side action. I'm going to take minus eight for Mississippi. We're up as we were up as high as nine and a half. And then it came down to seven and a half. And now it's going back up. Again, I think we're on the right side here. We're not looking for just a two-point move or, or, or the flow of the game. I mean, there is some technical analysis involved with that, but that's more or less what other people are betting. That is the market. It doesn't necessarily mean how the game ends up. There's, it is valuable to track the money, though. Anyway, Mississippi minus 8 at minus 105. Um, I look at this one as a 75-64 Ole Miss victory, so there's a little bit. Tighter than I would normally play, and again, this is only half a unit. But if, again, now there's there's upside power, if you will, on this. You, I could see, I could see Old Miss getting up to the seventy-eight to eighty range. But more so, I see the downside on Missouri, more defense from Ole Miss. They could be down in the lower to mid fifties, I think. So that's where the that's where the the extra momentum comes from is less offense, more defense. Less offense by Missouri, more defense by Ole Miss. So I'm looking at that 11 as a ceiling or floor, if you will. A floor, if you will. Then move to Butler in Connecticut. So it's nice. So far, the three games are more of the marquee games rather than the garbage. But hold your fire on that. <laughs> so a Butler in Connecticut, going to take over 124.5. I have this significantly over. I have it at 76.65 Connecticut, which is 141.00. And this feels like the third game in a row. I'm saying this. It almost feels like I'm missing something, but both times I've said that I wasn't missing anything. The games came through. So uh, over one twenty-four and a half in the uh, Butler, Connecticut game. Now, just for the record, I think the books are playing a game on that a little bit too, because they're trying to they're trying to juice that to minus one twenty, basically saying that they see that there's over potential. Um, and maybe the trappy for extra juice. There's something wrong there. Again, it feels like something wrong. Part of that is because Butler plays pretty good defense. So, But anyway, it's half a unit. This is not a full unit. Even though there's a huge cushion there, I would normally make that at least one unit with that much cushion. So again, it feels like there's something wrong, but there's enough cushion for me, for me to play that game. and hope it comes through like the other ones have. Then we move on to uh, Ohio State versus IUPUI. Now, this is a good blowout, I would think, uh, but it's not going to be a play on the side because Ohio State's giving up over 30 points, and that's just suicide to try to give up 30 points no matter how bad the opponent is because backdoor covers, the, the bench is playing, et cetera. But what does look good is over 128. It seems like an 83-55 Ohio State victory to me, which is 138. That's a 10-point cushion, uh, so over 128 on that. Again, some books are trying to juice at the minus one twenty. There's the same kind of scenario as the other one. They're basically saying, "Hey, we're, we're probably going over, but you're going to pay some juice just in case it doesn't." And it is unusual to see a college basketball total trying to be juiced at uh, plus, you know, the up the upper juice like that. That's that's gamesmanship by the books to try to collect some vig. But it's their prerogative. Uh, Lipscomb against East Kentucky. <laughs> Lipscomb against Eastern Kentucky and this one we're going to go with the total again, we're going to go the under under 163.5, I have it as a 10 point cushion again, I have it as 77.75 Eastern Kentucky which is 152 uh, that's a nice 10 point cushion again, this one was not juiced heavily uh, in most places, I should say. When I mention these, I'm saying some places are juicing. We have to look around to, to not get juiced out of the picture. Then we go to Jacksonville and Liberty. Over 121.5 is the play. And again, we have reasonable cushion. I have it 6960 Liberty, which is 129, still giving me over my preferred cushion. I like to have at least five points on these on these totals. And when it gets to 10, I really like it. And history over the years has shown that that 10-point cushion is pretty nice. Now, again, if you really get sharp lines, you, you, you can tighten it down. But, you know, there's only so much you can look at in a game before you overanalyze it and have analysis paralysis. So you have to cut down the things you look at, which are still significant amounts of things to look at. So when I get to a 10-point cushion, I love the bet. Um, and 5 is, is still a play. But, again, these are all half units, because again, this is more than I've played on college basketball. I believe this whole season, definitely more si- more totals, six over unders, is definitely the most I've played on that for this season. But the season is getting pretty mature now, so let's keep rolling. All right, so that was Jacksonville Liberty over one twenty to one and a half. Then we go to Air Force and Boise. I'm going to go over one nineteen and a half. There, I have this game at one twenty seven. I have it seventy two fifty five Boise. Again, a sufficient cushion to play for half unit. And finally, we end up with another marquee game. None of the none of the lipscomb type stuff. Uh, FSU and Duke. Gonna go with Duke, minus five points, minus 106. It's probably gonna come down, maybe come down to four and a half. But I don't sit around and watch those forever, so I'm just playing it at five. I have Duke at 7768 in this game, nine points, which is a tight margin. But again, I was looking for upside potential from Duke or downside potential from FSU, and that's what I find. I don't find a ton of downside potential in FSU. I do look at it maybe mid-sixties rather than than high sixties. And in Duke's case, I'm looking at that to maybe go 79 or 80. So this is a tight one. This is probably the tightest margin of the day. Uh, Ultimately, uh, one of the things that swayed is in some uh, common opponents. They've both played three of the same opponents in the last five games, which is a significant amount of value. It's not something they played where just one common opponent or Um, two, but one of them was the second game of the season kind of thing. These are all recent, and there's a significant edge to uh, Duke in that case. Florida State does get the edge in one of the three, but the other two went significantly, significantly to Duke, so we're going to give them a little edge on that. And like I said, the downside potential I'm seeing from the numbers, from the technical analysis of numbers, I look slightly down on the Florida State side and slightly up on the Duke side from the final tally of 77-68. And, of course, the final tally is a four-point cushion on the line, which is not quite what I'm looking for. But the other other factors uh, put it over the edge. And, again, it's only a half unit. There's reasons for this, as I've mentioned numerous times, for the half unit. So that's it for the college. And, uh, you know, for NFL coming up, it's going to be an interesting weekend. The uh, home favorites. All won except, this is, I'm not saying what I bet on, but uh, I did bet on more favorites than I typically would because I had mentioned that dogs are the way to go and unders are the way to go. Well, unders were more profitable than overs, but home favorites, all of them won except Dallas and all of them covered except Dallas. Uh, And again, you know, as I mentioned yesterday, Dallas could have won that game, probably not going to cover the field goal, probably going to win by one with that final drive, but... They got outplayed, so they deserved to lose. Um, so coming up, though, what I'm getting at is uh, it's going to be interesting because the books typically then um, would play into that. They, In theory, they got beat. In theory, they did because public is playing the home favorites. But I do believe there are some underdogs being played by the public, which it out a little bit. But I think there's going to be some traps set there to go the other way. I think the underdogs might be in play. But that being said, I'm not a big fan of the underdog uh, Niners against the Packers. I don't I don't think they can get that one covered. It seems to me like an early lean would definitely be the Packers minus the points. Uh, Packers should be healthy, and the uh, Niners got beat up a little bit in Dallas. So uh, we'll see about that one. And then you are got to look at, you know, the Bengals game uh, is – is Henry healthy, etc.? So, my early my early lean on that, I'd say I could probably safely bet Green Bay today and feel good about it. It's a little early, probably, to do that, but sometimes you want to beat any line moves. However, because of what we've seen, I don't know that that line will move an obscene amount because uh, people probably overvaluing the amazing effort put in by the 49ers. And I don't know that it was an amazing effort as much as it was a solid effort and a ridiculously poor performance by the, their opponent, which it is what it is. So um, that's all I have for today. Good luck.